Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to RealPod. I hope you guys are doing fantastic. And welcome to all my single ladies who clicked on this episode and are interested in getting the single girl's guide to mastering self-love, breaking toxic relationship patterns. This conversation today is going to be great. And I know you're probably thinking, this is weird. Like I just got engaged and I'm doing an episode on singleness. But honestly, I know a lot of people who are single. I feel like there's this weird thing in the world right now where like everyone is getting engaged, but also everyone is single. You know what I mean? (laughs) And look, I always want RealPod to be a place where everyone feels like they're getting something. And I wanted to have a conversation about singleness and navigating that because I know it can be hard. I know there are people out there who are hopeless romantics and they just, they want their person so bad. There are other people who want to be independent and have a better understanding of how to do that. And my dear friend, Sierra, who is also a lifestyle fitness and nutrition coach. Okay. She's amazing is in her early 30s. She's 30, flirty, and thriving. She's been single for a while, no kids. And she's just so inspiring and thoughtful. And I really wanted to bring her here so that we could have this conversation that I do think is needed and can help lots of people out there who are struggling to navigate the singleness. Sierra has been featured in USA Today, Variety, Self Magazine. She's worked with everyone from politicians to Hollywood models, actors, award-winning producers, and New York Times best-selling authors. Trust me when I tell you, this girl knows how to help you live your best life. So whether you are single and ready to mingle or you are single and never want to talk to a guy, a girl, or anyone again, or you are engaged, planning a wedding, whoever you are, this is a phenomenal episode about the relationship we have with others, but most importantly, ourselves. 
quick shout out to Athena C. Athena C, girl, she left a five-star review. She said, best show. This is literally my favorite podcast. I never liked them until I started listening to Real Pod. Definitely give this a listen and give my girl a follow. Athena C, thank you so much for taking the time to write this kind review and give the podcast five stars. It means the world, girl. I see you. I appreciate you. If you want to leave me some feedback, you've been enjoying the podcast. The best way to support the show is head over to iTunes and leave a rating and even a comment really helps us out. And it means the world to me to get to read your names and your reviews because I love getting to connect. So if you want to be the special shout out on next week's episode and also you want to support the podcast, head over to iTunes and give us a rating and leave us a review. Without further ado, we're going to jump right in. So please help me welcome our fabulous guest today, life, fitness, and nutrition coach, the beautiful Sierra Nielsen. Sierra, thanks so much, babe, for coming on. I've been looking forward to this. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. So much to talk about. And first, we need to like get the people up yes. to speed. So first of all, I love Sierra. She's like my, what do I call you? Like my influencer mom. Yeah. I just feel I like- my little sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. I should say big, big sister, sister, maybe. Okay, she's my big sister. But you're just so loving and caring that, you know, I, yeah. When I first was starting to figure all this out, we got a coffee and you were just so helpful in like, let me show you how to do this. Let me help you do that. And so since then, we've just stayed friends and in touch with all the things. And I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while now. And I feel like we have so many overlapping themes and 100%. things that we talk about. However, there is like one thing you talk about that I am not able to speak to, to my audience, <laughs> and that is being single. Mm-hmm. And being independent and, and not having, you know, a serious relationship. And it's something that, I mean, when I started growing my platforms, I just, I've always been dating Max mm-hmm. and I've been dating Max like pre all of this. Yeah. So when I was face tuning my pictures and I was Photoshopping things, Max and I were just starting to date. So I really have gone through all of this with him by my side. Yeah. And people always will say, you know, would you be as confident if, you didn't have Max at home? Like, would you post that picture of your stomach? Would you post this unfiltered thing if you didn't have this person that is with you? Yeah. And also there's people who just can't relate to the having a relationship because whether it hasn't happened for them in a while, I think now I'm hearing more stories of women who are like, I've just never had a boyfriend yeah. and I'm in my mid late twenties or I'm in my thirties. And you so openly talked about what that has been like for you. And so I wanted to have you on to dive into what navigating majority of your adult life single has been like so that we can normalize this and also provide some comfort and some insight um, to help people who are struggling with it now. Yeah. Well, I don't even think I realized how big of an issue this was or big of a topic it was until I was very open about my past relationships. I'm like very vulnerable on social media in general, but after I left my last relationship, I did a post that went crazy viral just in like minutes because so many women related. And I was literally just holding up a sign at the time I was 33. I was like, I'm 33. I'm single, no kids, not married. And that's okay. And it just the amount of love and support and women that had the same stories. You know, I think it's just so much. There's a lot of single women out there and it's not some by choice, some but not by choice, like whatever reason that is. But 
we have been so conditioned to believe that that's a problem that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And I knew right in that moment, I was like, this is a problem that the problem that we feel this way. And like, why do we feel this way? And it's society's expectations and the pressure about the timeline that we should be following. And it was interesting when that happened because I had made a very conscious decision after I left my last relationship to not date to not for at least a year, to not entertain dating, to not talk mm. to a guy, to not respond to a DM, to fully be alone by myself. And I had all these women DMing me like, how are like so not happy by themselves and super lonely. And I was like, I need to dive in and do the work myself and figure out like where my insecurities is come are coming from, why I feel this like deep sense of fear of abandonment and being alone. Um, so that's like kind of where my journey started. And I'll, I'll just preface it by saying it was the best decision I ever made. Like cheers to every woman out there that is taking that time to be single and to focus on herself, because I really do think that that's what a lot of women need to set themselves up to like know what it's like to live a happy, content life without validation from somebody else to actually be happy. Yeah. There's so many layers Preach. to that, but. Well, and something <laughs> yeah. people are probably thinking is like, okay, and I've heard that, but like how and why? And so I kind of want to go on this journey with you of maybe what those past talks or relationships were like, and maybe that that final ex that sent you uh, to feel confident in this decision so that we can really understand like the emotional trajectory because it takes guts to make that decision. So, I mean, you tell me, where should we even start with like the <laughs> oh, yeah. history of your relationships and all of that? Yeah, I mean, I think my history has really been summed up in like the past six years. I mean, probably my whole life, to be honest, but it's been the most pivotal of the past six years. Six years ago, I lost my mom to cancer. And so I was in the most vulnerable state of my entire life, emotionally, everything, physically, mentally, and was in a relationship. And um, that relationship turned really toxic, found out he was with several other women. Because I was so vulner vulnerable and just had lost my best friend, I tried to hold on to that relationship, tried to fix it, believed him. Yeah, that was like six months of turmoil and like really it just was super toxic and, and super unhealthy. We did not live together. Okay. And then ended that relationship. But then like four months later, I found myself jumping into another relationship that was pretty much the exact same human being in a different package. And I think I just, at that time, and I think that this is where we fall into traps. Like we so badly crave love and mm -hmm. that companionship and that physical intimacy and someone to tell us we're beautiful and all of the things to feel good about ourselves that we jump into relationships and we settle. And I don't even know if at the time I thought yes. I was settling. It was just like, oh, here's love. Here's somebody that's giving me the attention. And I knew very quickly that this was not the relationship I wanted. That's the thing that happens to so many yeah. people is you are blinded by this desire yeah. to have love in your person that you ignore the red flags or that it's not perfect because you so badly want that thing. Yeah, you know, 100%. And it makes us feel worthy, you know? So like we're searching for self-worth in all the wrong places. You know, I, and I feel like a lot of women do this. And I, open, I was very open about, especially my last relationship. And, you know, it ended because of years of infidelity and cheating and lying and me continually going back and believing him that he wanted to change. Like, you know, I took his word for it and I'm such a fixer and a healer. So I abandoned myself out of fear of being abandoned. And I abandoned myself in order to help, you know, save somebody else. And I feel a lot of women get themselves into that trap. And I just 
I didn't have clear boundaries. I wasn't protecting them. Um, and again, yeah, I jumped into it thinking, okay, if I can help him, if I can fix him, then we're going to have this amazing magical relationship. That's not how it should work, you know? So where does the fear of abandonment come from? Was it losing? For your- me specifically, yes. I think it was, it really stemmed from losing my mom because I had, she was my best friend, my everything, and I already lost her. And so I was afraid of losing any other love that came into my life. With the term abandonment, I think of someone like saying you're not worthy of love and just like leaving one day. But it sounds much bigger than that. Yeah, Yeah, it's just it's lost to me. Yeah, I felt I felt alone. You know, I felt like. And I I have talked to other people that like have lost family members in their life, and that's a continual thing. But also, yes, like everyone in my my relationships, they all there were so many other women. So I felt abandoned in that sense. Like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Why did you need to? stray and why wasn't my attention good enough for you and it had nothing to do with me and that was like my biggest revelation it had everything to do with them I was not going to save them because it was their issues it was them not being ready for a relationship it was them not knowing how to treat someone well and it was me not upholding my standards and my boundaries you know nobody else is going to come save you you have to do it for yourself and I finally just like this was after two and a half years we did live together that was the relationship we lived together and I had just completely lost myself in this relationship, trying to repair him, fix him, save the relationship for what, you know? And I just, I, again, complete sense of loss of my sense of self. Did you think you would marry either of these guys? I had convinced myself that yes. And we were in therapy doing all of the things and yet I was still being mistreated. But I was so badly listened to the words that came out of their mouths. And their promises and their apologies. And that's one huge thing, like pay attention to patterns and behavior, not the things that they say and their continual apologies. If they're not showing up and proving you that they mean what they say, you've got to walk away. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to protect yourself. Um, great. There's a big difference between being in a relationship and wanting to help each other grow, um, which is amazing and beautiful. But if it's so, my relationships were so one-sided. I was there constantly trying to pick them up to get to where we could be to grow together. And I just knew in that moment after like the last straw happened with a couple other women coming forward, I was like, what am I doing? You know, and it manifests in other ways, like pay attention. Like I'm a health and fitness coach, but for me, it's so health is not just the, the way that we move and the way that we eat. It's mental and emotional. It's the people we surround ourselves with, uh, things in our environment that could be toxic. Um, You know, and that was people's relationships are one of the biggest stressors in our lives and like the way that they're making us feel. And here I was keeping the most toxic. I was losing my hair. I was losing weight. I wasn't sleeping like it all manifests physically. So what was the final straw that made you feel like you could cut it off? I was in the a very dark place. I was, like I said, I had lost a lot of weight. I my, lost my hair. I wasn't sleeping. I was depressed. I was constantly stressed and anxious. And I just, that when I found out about those last few people, I just broke. And I just remember for that entire month, like I cried nonstop. And then I, I just realized like, this isn't how I want to live my life. You know, this is not aligned with who I know I am, you know, and I that's when I was like, I need to cut. I need to break the pattern somehow. 
And that's where stuff like this for me, it, it takes radical self-awareness and responsibility because I knew, I knew myself. I knew what I wanted. I wanted that healthy, happy relationship, a partner to share my life with, to grow with someone that was equally compassionate and loving and ambitious. Um, but I didn't set the boundaries and I, I wasn't showing up for myself, you know? So I was like, I got to take the time to figure out with myself, how to be happy by myself. So I'm not searching for that validation, searching for that self-worth outside of it, get super clear on what I wanted, set those boundaries and then not settle. And like, and then I took that year and put so much work into my healing and my peace. And then I was like getting back into dating and everyone was telling me that I was being way too picky. And I'm like, I just did all this work. I am going to be picky and very (laughs) careful about the person that I allow into my life because my peace and my happiness is so important to me now, you know, like, Something you said is I wanted to take my time and you were like, I took that year. That, from what I hear, is the most like concerning factor for most women, if we're generalizing here, is time. Like yeah. if I want to have my kid by 30 and I want to be married for two years without having kids and I'm 28. And then if I want to be, <laughs> um, if I need to know them for a little bit, then I'm 26. We have a one year engagement. I'm 25. I need to meet them tomorrow. I like, know. That's how they're doing I know. The I know. And that's how I was for a while too. But like, I just, I set all expectations aside. I set all the pressure aside. And I ha- I've done that in my health and wellness journey as well. Like what is going to make you happy? And that's all that matters. Like we're so concerned and we run our lives based on what other people are going to think and how they're going to judge us. And that is what it really is. Like, why are we stressed about doing all these certain things by a certain time? Yes, women, we have a biological timeline for sure. But there's always, you know, there's always everyone's on their own timeline and on their own journey. I think but there's just so much pressure about. And that's why, why it was so big for me when I came out with that post. Even even later this year, I'm like 35, 36 and still single and still happy. And no one could fathom how that's possible. But like whether we're single or together with something has literally nothing to do with our worth. And that idea has just been so ingrained in us as women that in order to be worthy, we need to have a partner. And also this like savior complex yeah. that the man is going to come save you. And that was something that really, I think I believed as a young girl. I mean, talk about princesses. I loved princesses. I watched Jasmine, Cinderella, Belle. I mean, all of them. And in all those storylines, there is a man who saves them somehow. And when they're, when they get that kiss, finally, like the world is right. And it's crazy how that brainwashes you to believe when you find this Prince Charming one day, your world is going to be everything. You're never going to have problems. No, you're going to be so happy. And yes. like, everything's going to be perfect. And you know? I have this moment with Max that I will never forget. And I had met him. It was now my sophomore year. And I knew like, this is my guy. Yeah. Like I, I knew this was my guy. And there was this one away game I was playing for the team. And I forget we were in some crummy hotel somewhere. I was depressed. Like I was miserable. I hated the way I looked. And I remember this one night I was up all crying. And then I woke up the next morning, like just still feeling like shit crying. And I got a text from Max. And so I saw my phone like, oh, text from Max Brown. I don't know what the text was about. You know, something else. But I literally had a moment in my life where I was like, holy shit. My Prince Charming is in my life. Like, but I'm looking, I literally looked in the mirror and was like, but my life still feels broken. And that was the moment I realized Max isn't going to fix anything for me not going to fix anything. Is he a cherry on top of an amazing life? Yeah. But I need to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, like me going to therapy and getting on antidepressants and working on myself and, and all those things I had to do. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you figured this out independently. I figured this out having gotten that quote unquote puzzle piece and then being like, grass isn't greener here. Like, no, it's great to have this best friend. And like, is my yeah. life better with him? Sure. But like, I still have to own me. Yeah. Well, we want that thing, but we don't want to put in the hard work. And you're right. Like, I know now I did the work to get to where I am. And now that I have met somebody. Oh, um, which we'll get to. Yeah. We'll get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, that work is still going to continue. And we're going to do it together. And we get to have those like grown up mature conversations and grow and evolve together. But yeah, nobody's going to save. And I was looking for that in somebody else too, not only to save me and help me grow, but to create, you know, I was all it was all just like super one sided. And it's really hard in that in that position. Like, yes, you can be supportive and help each other grow, but you have to do the work. And yeah, I did, too. I went to therapy. I got on antidepressants for so many different other things. I put in the time and effort to really work on my health and well-being. Um, did a lot of that self-reflection, which people don't really want to do. You right. know? But you got to do the hard work to get to where you want to be. Now, I want to ask some questions here yeah. as like a classic. I mean, there's people probably listening to this and this is what they're thinking. And so I just want to like spit it out to you yes. and just see what your, your answer is. <laughs> So people are probably thinking like, how could you not be miserable on a Saturday or Friday night when your friends are all on double dates or they're having like when you how about when you see all the engagement posts and you're like, I'm 30 and I don't have my person yet. Like when those thoughts come in your head, how are you rationalizing them? I literally just stripped. I, I stripped, put aside all expectations. And that was my self-awareness. Why would I be upset about that? And it would literally only be because the outside world told me that this is where I should be. Yes, I want a partner. And yes, there were times that I was super lonely. But I was I took it as an opportunity to find out what makes me happy, what I love doing by myself. I loved being able to do whatever the heck I wanted without worrying about somebody else, you know, to if I wanted to lay in bed and just like Netflix all day and, and chill and order in or take my puppy on like I could do whatever I wanted. I could take that time for myself. And I think having that perspective switch, like, okay, how could I grow being by myself right now? Like, how could I dive deep, figure out myself, learn to love myself, get to know myself better so that when that person does come into my life, that I'm ready. And that's like, right now, I've never felt more ready to be in a relationship because I did take that time for myself. So I think just like, I had that shift in perspective. Like, I enjoy being by myself now. And I was so happy and content, so much so that I was so afraid to start dating because I was like, oh my God, somebody's going to come and mess this all up. I'm going to be unhappy again. But I knew like I the next person that came into my life, it would have to be someone that just really added to that, you know. What about the commentary from friends, family, you know, people who are just like, Sierra, like, have you met anyone? Like I even sense my mom. I love her to death. But all my single friends who are like very young, you know, we're like we're like 24. Like, yeah. you don't need to be in a relationship. My mom's like, oh, anyone like can I set you up with like she's yeah. just trying to matchmake. And I'm just thinking like yeah. but then that's just sending them a sign that like they are not, you know, yeah, that's just like. What people think. It's normal. And like people love love and love relationships. And I do too. So like that's fine. I think it's just some people take it to heart too much and take that. And some people do judge. Some people for sure do. But like the number one thing I always tell people just remember like their judgments are a reflection of their own insecurities and that they're dealing with in their life or what they've been taught. Again, it has nothing to do with you. So if you're happy, why does it matter? 
what anyone else thinks about the way that you live your life. It's your life, you know? I also want to revisit this idea of settling. Yeah. I think that is just key is you see these amazing people, guy, girl, like don't non-binary, whatever it is, yeah. just these people who are amazing and they're just settling because they want to have it and they, you They're know. settling out of fear, mm-hmm. you know? They're fear of not finding better, fear of this is it for me, fear of time, you know? all of that. So it's really like each to their own, you know, like if, if you, for me, I, some people can be okay just being with a partner that maybe they don't have the passion. Maybe, you know, they have the friendship and the commitment, but like for me, I knew I wanted the passion. I wanted the commitment. I wanted somebody to grow with. I wanted trust. I wanted a best friend. And I was like, I, and maybe that's where it comes into play. Maybe people are settling because they don't actually know what they want. Like, if you're out there and you're single, have you actually, like, not like I want someone tall, dark, and handsome, and funny, and adventurous, like, all those things that we say, like, get super deep about the kind of human being that you want and what you will and will not settle for. And I think most people just haven't done that. Like, I hadn't really done that. I knew I could envision it, but, like, speak it out loud to somebody. Like, have accountability for what you're looking for. And also speaking it out loud, like, that's the only reason I found my person right now, you know? And let the world know that I was ready to date and this is the kind of person I wanted and wouldn't settle for any less. So I kind of, this is interesting because (laughs) two questions come to mind, a question, a comment. The first question is like, okay, well, there are some people who just don't have the appropriate like gauge on what what you know what I'm saying like yeah. I, you know those people who are like oh I will have Zac Efron or nothing less and you're like oh, okay God. come on you're like okay well no one's gonna have Zac Efron like like yeah. the waitress got yeah. lucky in like Italy or whatever yeah. but we're not gonna have yeah. it so you know sometimes it's like the standards are too high yeah so my first thought is like you know how do you get someone to maybe like maybe someone's like oh I have all my boxes that they're like they're so set on it because my comment then is I thought I knew what I wanted and Max when we first met like just that wasn't it. Not nothing against Max, but I like, I just thought, you know, not even like I had expectations on a type of person. Mm -hmm. It was more like what the moment was going to be. Like I knew Max for a year and till, until I realized, oh, he's the one I want to spend my life with. And if you would have told me at a young age. And did you feel the chemistry? No. Or you guys were just friends? Oh my God. No, we literally, I friend zoned him. Like I saw him and I put him right in the friend zone. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, literally we laughed about it now. So if you would have told me when I was like 12 or 15, 13 or 14, oh, you'll know, you'll be with your soulmate. You'll be in the same circles yeah. for over a year and it won't even cross your mind. I'd be like, oh, there's no way. Like, I'm going to see them and we're yeah. going to feel this. And so I think there's like a happy balance between, and then of course, well, I'll put a, I'll put a pin in that. People are like, well, how did it work with Max? Eventually, I just kind of realized you're the only guy I love hanging out with. You're so funny. I, I find myself looking for you every time I show up to a party. Mm. I feel honored to know you. You know, I just, I was like, Oh my God. Like at that time, were you like wanting to be in a relationship or dating? Well, it's funny because similar to you, my single year of college, or sorry. Yeah. (laughs) My my freshman year of college, I was single. Um, I came out of a really toxic relationship in high school. So toxic. Just the worst. Cheated on me, all the things. And I was like, I do not, I think that's why I was like, 
Max was husband material. And I yeah. think he's had people in his life say to him, you're husband yeah. material, so I can't right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think to me, I was just like, I kind of want a fuck boy. Like, yeah. let's be honest. It was yeah. freshman year at USC. I kind of want, I was like, yeah. I want a hot guy who doesn't treat me like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks to say that. Um, well, yeah, I think everyone has gone through that phase. <laughs> so yeah. And so I, no, I wasn't looking for it. You're right. Yeah. Like, I did not want. You weren't ready yet. And there was even a guy I was kind of seeing yeah. here and there, like my go-to, you know, top of my roster. Yeah. And he wanted to kind of date. And I was like, no, I was like, I yeah. don't. I'm not looking for that. So yeah. I think, yeah, that's a good point. You, I think it's a balance. You were not ready. You weren't there mentally and emotionally yet. Like, right. I have been, yeah. So after a year of that full single demo that I got on the apps on Raya and like Hinge and all. Raya. Like, let Sounds me Raya, like man. <laughs> you guys, Raya's like for A-list celebrities. Wait, that's insane. Yeah. But so I was doing all that, but like nothing was just like, nobody was registering to me. And again, I, I, I wasn't ready. But I also wasn't open and you have to be open. And, you know, you say that Max wasn't what you thought, but I guarantee Max has all of the qualities that you wanted. And that's what I'm talking about. Like oh, all the guys uh, I have dated have looked totally different, been totally different, but I knew who I wanted their heart to be. And that was the most important thing to me. Like I knew I wanted them to be passionate and compassionate and like get along with my family, have such a good heart, have ambition yeah. and drive. So I don't even think I could have dreamt up like Max's yeah. being. I think that's how you feel once yeah. you do meet the person is you're like, I I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. That I person is better than you could have ever imagined. Oh, 100%. And that's how I feel right now. Yeah. Oh, okay, I can't wait. Okay, we were like building yeah. so much suspense. Yeah, I know. We, we, gotta, we gotta get through this. So back to this idea of like, what if someone, how does someone know what is not settling? And then what's like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like you gotta narrow your list down. You gotta, you can't have it all, you know? not settling. Like for someone who is now feeling encouraged to really get clear on what they want, how do you also make sure they're not creating something that literally no person needs? Yes. It's impossible. Yeah. You cannot have that huge master list because then you'll miss out on that person. But I just think you need, you do need a non-negotiable. Like you need that list. And I think it's also important to have your deal breakers, what you will not allow in a relationship. Keep it to maybe 10 things max on both lists and then let yourself be open because the person I'm with right now, had I not been introduced to them, had I seen his social media profile, I would have never got out with him. Right. <laughs> you know? like, also, there's something to be said about like, you can train them. You yeah. Know? There yeah. are certain trainable categories and like look through your list again. And if, yeah. if like, is it something you can train? Like if, one, if on your list is like, oh, I want him to be, get me amazing gifts. Okay. That's something you like, you can train. You can 100%. Like, you can, you can find out each other's love languages and meet each other where you are right. and like show up for each other. 100%. You can't teach someone how to not be a dick. Like yeah, their no. mama did that for them no. or that's <laughs> not your job. <laughs> but little things like, oh, I want him to have great style. Okay. Come on. You can just help him get dressed. Yeah. And if like they're, <laughs> Yeah, if they're willing to like step up and, and meet you on your expectations and what and what you want. But like, yeah, there's some there's some your deal breakers are also really important. Like have an idea of the kind of human being that you want to be with, but also be very clear on those boundaries. And you need to make those lists. Otherwise, you are going to keep falling into the same pattern and the same trap. What's the happy medium, though, between like the year you took of I'm not going to date anyone. I'm not even going to think about it. And then the girl who's like going to make this list and then be so focused, like every time she meets a guy, you know, because I kind of think when you're when you're trying, it's like a butterfly. If you mm -hmm. like try to catch a butterfly, you never will. But if you just sit there, it might land on you. Yeah, absolutely. Deep. Yeah, <laughs> so deep. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it depends on each person. Like I knew I could take that time and I wanted that time because, again, I wasn't stuck on timelines. I wasn't like, oh, crap, I'm 
34. I can't do this. Like, I was so happy and content with where I am. But at least, like, you know, take a few months to, like, be alone. And I think it's the greatest gift to a lot of any woman could give herself is like learn how to be alone and be happy and content by yourself. You need to go home crying one night, like feeling rejected and eat your feelings. Yeah. And just like <laughs> yeah, go yeah. sit by yourself. Oh, I know. That I was did my that. freshman year of college. Yeah. And I did that. I For sure. After my breakups and stuff, I did that so many times. But then I started like after doing the work, I felt so much peace and happiness and calm. And I think now, even then, like I think back to my old relationships and I feel a visceral reaction to like, the drama and the toxicity and I'm like that's not how it should be you know I should feel joy and happiness and love and peace when I think about being with someone but we're so we're so much so many people are attached to that right the up and down in the roller coaster of those relationships right you know? like that quote that says but you know oh I don't get butterflies with him okay so you're not anxious around him yeah it's a good yeah. thing yeah yeah <laughs> you know, know it's like we've been just yeah com- manipulated to believe all these things especially like a quote you know you complete me it's yeah like, how about I complete myself yeah. and you are you compliment me yeah you compliment yeah. me yeah oh, 100% the that's the thing like I I'm so happy that I'm in a place where I feel good by myself and get to be with a partner that adds to my life and so just brings joy I need we need all the scoops <laughs> so you guys this is this is like the funniest thing you'll ever hear well not really but the funniest <laughs> thing on this podcast today so Sierra, I'm like, we're going to do this podcast. I want to hear all about like the single life. It's going to be so helpful. She's like, great. I'm so happy to share. We booked this like uh, six, seven weeks ago because things have been busy. And she hits me up like three days before we record. I met someone. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I know. She's but like, I'm sorry. I'm with someone now. I'm like, but I still think it. No, but that journey was so important. And it keep, I keep going back to like, I think I needed to do that to get to where I am right now. And like, it is so new. So he's probably going to kill me talking about this because he's so private, too. I mean, we've literally only been together for like a month, but it feels so right. And he's such an amazing guy. And, and you were set up through friends. We're set up through friends. And I the, my comfort level with who I am in this relationship is a whole different level. Physically, mentally, emotionally, like get to just be exactly who I am. And I've never felt that way. Mm. I always like was worried about what my partner would think. Um, how they would perceive me in certain ways. And I get to show up exactly as I am where I am. And that's such a beautiful thing because I did the work, you know, and and I opened up that space for that person to come into my life, you know, and I did. I said no to so many people trying to set me up, people hitting me up on like the apps and stuff. And I just knew I was like, I know. And I wanted to be ready because I was like, I know myself and I know when I start dating again and find that person, I'm going to just I'm going to go all in because like I'm ready and I, you know, I'm ready for that relationship. So it's exciting. And I'm excited so to see exciting. where things go. And for yeah. you, like, what does it feel like to be emotionally ready? How can someone know that they're there? I think you just really evaluate your self-confidence, how you feel about yourself, um, your level of internal peace and happiness with yourself. You know, we're always going to be work in progress. There's always going to be things that come up. And I'm, you know, it's this like self-love journey is ever evolving. But, you know, and it's okay if you're not there yet. Like you get to you could be on that journey with somebody else, but find somebody that is open to being on that journey with you and that you could talk about all the hard stuff with. I think that's the most important thing. Um, and I think that's where I am right now. Like, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid. Like if, if he were to leave or something were to happen, I'd you're be almost okay. saying, yeah, I'd be all right. Yeah. It's not, and I think 
I, I think about this all the time. My perspective changed a lot after I lost my mom. You know, like, what do I have to lose? What do I really have to fear? Like, literally, life could change for me in a minute tomorrow. So, you know, it is like the cheesy saying, like, live every day as if it's your last. And it's so true because, like, and also my sister and I talk about this all the time and it sounds like kind of negative, but when when things happen, sometimes we're like, I mean, does it even matter? You know, because like, why are we putting so much stress and energy into so many of these situations when it doesn't really matter? Like, what are the things that we could throw our energy into and, and be more positive about? So I have an interesting perspective, have, having experienced extreme loss in my mom and my relationships. And so now I'm just, you know, I'm trying to live every moment as much as I possibly can and enjoy it. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and share <laughs> yeah. it with so many other people, which yeah. is such a generous thing to for you to do. And it takes so much emotionally mm-hmm. and uh, from your energy. So, I mean, as a friend and a follower, I mean, thanks for everything that you yeah. share. Lastly, let's just end with like, what is Sierra's like do the work, independent self-love girl? Like for the girl who's like, oh, I'm fired up. I'm going to get off the dating apps. Like, I want to just focus on myself. You, you kept saying, like, do the work. What are some things you could rattle off now where they could take some action steps? Well, it, I think, again, it's 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 a 360 thing when it comes to your health. And it's like, obviously, like, you cannot, in my opinion, your mental and your physical well-being are one and the same. So it's, I feel like a lot of people get stuck in that trap of, okay, now I'm going to go focus on my mental well-being and then your physical suffers. Like we need to do both. So you need, we, you do need movement is so, so, so important. The nutrition, the way that you're feeding your body is super important, but the emotional and mental, like if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. When I dove in, I read like every self-help book under the sun because that's just what I love to do. And then like I do have and I can I can send it to you like like journal prompts and questions and stuff to like dive deep into your negative self-talk and becoming aware of why you believe those things, where it's coming from, how you can reframe them. Um, and that that really is like, you know, even even like doing lists about like, what do I love about myself? What what are the qualities that um that I could bring to a relationship, you know, and honoring those every day because we constantly focus on the negative things, but we're not, this is why everyone does like daily gratitude. I like to do daily gratitude for yourself. You know, I was grateful for our friends and our family and our health or whatever, but like what about you are you grateful for? And once you start tapping into just like what a beautiful, amazing human being you are, you step into that self-confidence and then you're showing up in areas of your life. You're showing up movement. You're showing up taking care of your nutrition. You're showing up with yourself in that relationship aspect. That's where you build that confidence. You're like, I'm capable. I can do this. I am all of these things. So it's it's a full 360 wellness approach in my opinion. And to just add for you guys, when Sierra says, you know, nutrition and taking care, I mean, she's one of those people that's just like, whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. However you feel good, feeling and moving. 100%. There's no one right way to do it. There's no one right way to work out, to feed your body. It's nutrition and exercise is the most individual thing ever. So if anyone's ever telling you, you have to do this to to be this way or to feel well, don't believe them. Whatever is going to make you feel clear headed and energized and, you know, whatever makes you feel well, that's what to focus on. But yeah, it's just for me more than anything, it's the mental and emotional. And how can you really start like taking time to be aware of what you're thinking, how you're feeling and evaluating that and how you can reframe all those thoughts. Unreal. (laughs) I can't wait to get the journal prompts. We'll post those on the IG. Thank you so much. You're so I welcome. mean, Thanks am I calling off me. my engagement to be yeah. a single independent woman? Maybe. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> found, you found a gem. 
There is so much beauty in being single and being in a relationship. And I think pros and cons of both. Yeah. Yeah. There's amazing. Everyone is again. Everyone's on their own journey. So wherever you are, single or with a partner, just know that you're worthy as you are where you are. And if you want a partner, trust. Do the work. Never give up hope, and I promise you, it will happen. Period. Period. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, babe. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.